Set your phasers to sexy Welcome to another episode of True Northers! Yay! This week, <laughs> we are covering Enola Holmes, a Netflix film that I honestly didn't know was coming out until Ryan mentioned that we should watch it. Yep. Did we Thanks, like it? Ryan. Is is it worth watching? Is it worth skipping? Stay tuned to find out. But in the meantime, we have Kevin. Hello! We have Ryan. Hello. And we have Jen. Hi. Hi, Jen. Hi, Ryan. So, uh, (laughs) I'm usually good with segues. This is not one of those times. Hey, Ryan, what's in the news this week? Uh, All kinds of stuff. As always, we've got Disney Plus news, so we might as well start there. Mm -hmm. Actually, no. First, before I get to that, quick update. The day after we recorded last our last episode, where we speculated about uh, season three of Harley Quinn and whether it'll get picked up or not, um, yeah, they announced it pretty much after we got off the air. So yeah, so Harley Quinn has been renewed for a third season, and it will be on HBO Max. Oh, that's good. We kind of assumed that's where it would end up, but... Well, yeah, and it's... Pretty much, you know, is the last thing to, that you know was left on that DC universe, whatever you want to call it now, which they're um, they're, they're keeping as a subscription service, but transitioning to strictly comics. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see how long it survives as an entity after this. Yeah, I don't I don't quite understand the thinking behind it because I think you probably have access to more. DC books like all at once kind of thing but Comixology's unlimited plan in the states is less than the DC (laughs) services and that gives you DC, Marvel, Image Dark Horse, Boom you know you name it Yeah, Yeah. It's, it's not a service that I ever wanted to subscribe to well no that's not true if if the all that sort of old DC TV stuff was available and and it was available here in Canada and it was a reasonable price. Maybe I would have subscribed to it, but mm-hmm. for comics only, no, I've got hoopla for that. I can read pretty much any classic DC story with a, with a library card. Exactly. There yep. you go. All right, next. Next. Okay, so now we'll get into the Disney Plus news. And we will start with, we got a WandaVision trailer. Yes we, did. yes, we did. And so what did everybody think of it? It looks so weird, and I'm really intrigued. I can't wait. I yeah. have theories. Ooh. Well, mm. I have a theory. Me okay. knowing absolutely nothing about comics other than what I've seen in the Marvel movies. Yep. <clears throat> especially about Wanda and the Vision. I think that it is all... Okay, no, I have two theories. I think that it's all in... It takes place... Uh, in the five years between 
the everybody turning into dust and everybody coming back. Um, and the actual events either take place in Wanda's mind as she is dust somewhere, or it takes place in the soul stone or the spirit mind stone, whatever stone he has. That's my theory. Don't tell me if I'm right or not. Okay. <laughs> well, well this, this show isn't really based on any particular comic, so it's not like we've got no, advanced... Exactly. No, we're just like, we're in the same boat as you are. Like we're, you know, other than it looks like it takes pieces from things, like, you know, possibly using Wanda's powers, like in House of M, where she altered the world around her to, you know, to fit into the ideal, you know, into the image that either her or her family wanted and bringing people back to life that were dead and creating children that didn't exist. Like, these are all parts from different uh, storylines. Mm-hmm. Oh really? See, I didn't know any of that. Yeah. And I, in the, in the last twenty years in the comics, um, Wanda has not been the most stable of characters mentally either. Um, so I think that could play into this too. She's very very powerful, and I think we get we get glimpses in the trailer of just exactly how powerful a character Wanda actually is. I don't think we ever saw the full extent of her powers in any of the Avengers movies. No, we got hints of it uh, with her against Thanos. I I was just going to say, I think the fact that Thanos was actually scared of her and enough to like bombard his own army Mm -hmm. is a pretty big hint that she's pretty damn powerful. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to preempt one of Ryan's news things in order to explain kind of a little bit of my theory on the show. Okay. Um, we got news today that it looks like Jamie Foxx is talking to Sony about coming back as Electro in Spider-Man. Hmm. Which seems a little weird because previously he was the Electro in uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. <clears throat> is that what yes. that movie was called? The Andrew Amazing Girl. Spider-Man 2, a film I never saw. Me neither. Uh, yeah, you did. It was called Batman Forever. true (laughs) it's a very similar plot but here is my current thinking Uh, it it, it doesn't i think we are getting multiverse stuff and it spawns out of wandavision like we've already had hints of it but this is like the the cracking of the egg and i think if they're doing that that completely explains other sort of rumors that we've heard. So like Kang being possibly a major villain in the Avengers space, at least in Ant-Man three, the, the time police uniforms that we've seen in um, that on set photos from Loki. And now with Jamie Foxx, perhaps coming back as Electro. Now it's rumor. It's being reported Mm -hmm. by the Hollywood reporter and everybody else is picking up on it that they're talking. But wouldn't it be cool if WandaVision is the 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 crack that breaks everything through and we start seeing the the multiverse and that's how they explain some of these things like the Electro that appears in movie to fight Spider-Man is the one from uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. that so he, like, for whatever reason, he has been brought over when these multiverses have been shifted due to whatever Wanda's kind of playing around with. So Wanda breaks the multiverse and like cracks it open. 
Yeah, well, we know the uh, what's the the subtitle for the Doctor Strange movie that's kind of been pushed back in the multiverse of madness. Yeah, madness of the multiverse, or yeah. So I think WandaVision's the start of it, and the the Doctor Strange movie is maybe where they plug the hole. Hmm. But in the meantime, people are going to get through, and it, it allows for a lot of cool ideas and cool things. Like yeah. you, we've also heard stories that Sony would like to get Miles Morales into the live action market, especially mm-hmm. after the the animated Spider Verse movie. Here is yet another way they can set it up, but they've got a bunch of ways they can set that up. So we, we'll see. But I I think that maybe this is where it all starts going, and Jamie Fox gets a little bit of a, a redemption arc of being in a better movie. All right, so I like your theory, and I don't want to poo-poo on your theory. But here's some but, but you know, I, I think the the idea that you know WandaVision, you know, the whole her powers maybe break, starting to break the multiverse. I think that's a if they don't do that, they're missing an opportunity. Um, mm. Because yeah, like you said, then you start setting up all these things, and then you could do. Um, any one of the different multiversal big event movies, right? You need to set up a, you know, what's your next Avengers, you know, event movie going to be? So it could be trying to, you know, one of these big events where they've had the multiple alerts. That could be how you introduce the X-Men. You know, maybe you have you do this thing and it, everything merges back into one Earth and now you have mutants. Yeah. But I would rather see Jamie Foxx play, you know, playing Electro as a new version of it and not the same character, or at least not played the same way he did in, in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, I didn't like that depiction. I thought it didn't do the character justice. Mm. He was like this whiny, ignored you know, employee of Oscorp that fell into a vat of electric eels and got powers and then became obsessed with Spider-Man because Spider-Man... He thought Spider-Man was his friend because he read his name tag and, you know, acknowledged him. And it, that's how little acknowledging the world that like he just, I didn't like the character. Is that what way. it was? Okay. Yeah. That sounds it, awful. It's Batman Forever. He's the Riddler in Batman Forever. <laughs> yeah. Very, very similar. Here's a, here's a question though. If we did get Jamie Foxx as Electro in Spider-Man I'm coming home or whatever title it has with the word home in it. Um, Could we also get Andrew Garfield as alternate Spider-Man? Maybe we've all heard stories that they, they have had conversations at various points with uh, Tobey Maguire too, right? Yeah. 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 And they did set up, didn't they set up a Miles Morales in the first Spider-Man movie as well? Yes, they did. So you could have four Spider-Men. In the next Spider movie. I almost don't see it as the next one. I see it as like the one after that. Like they set it all up in the next one. And then we get a live action Spider-Verse movie for number four. Mm -hmm. Um, And to Ryan's point, I think you can still do that and still have Jamie uh, Foxx as the same character. Is he's the, does he die in Amazing Spider-Man 2? He gets. I, I think he gets dispersed into the uh, electric grid. Okay, something so like that at the end. The the other way you do it is that 
like, yeah, it, it, he would that movie there was never a sequel to, but in his universe, he came back and he's been fighting Spider Man on and off for the last like what is it five years? Well, no, it's got to be more than that now. Yeah, ten years maybe. Yeah. Yeah, or so like he's grown be... as a character, right? Like yeah. he's no longer like he's a little bit more confident now that he has these powers. But even you know, with it still being the multiverse, they've introduced a new J. Jonah Jameson that happens to look very True. similar to the J. Jonah Jameson of the other movies. Hmm. They can do that with any of the other villains too. Like they could bring in um oh crap, what's his name? <sighs> I I I'm a horrible fan. I don't remember his name. Uh, what's his name? And bring him in as Osborne. Just not. Oh, uh, William Defoe. William Defoe. Bring him back as as Norman Osborne. Mm-hmm. Why not? It's a different multiverse. It can be you know can, they can look similar. He was the best Norman Osborne too. Just yeah, just don't put him in a Power Rangers helmet. Like, we'll see. It's I. It's one of those weird things that like it it like if it was not. Marvel and not the Sony Marvel partnership, I would have hesitation over this idea, like to no end. But you know, like out of all the Marvel movies, there's been a couple that, like at least for us, are like not as enjoyable as others. But there's no super duds, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's fair to say on a whole. There's nothing that like. There's nothing that has come out of the the Marvel universe that has been like, wow, that was bad. Not yet, anyways. It's going to happen sooner or later. Oh, sure. <laughs> but, maybe that's why they keep pushing Black Widow back. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like they have they have such a good track record that I have faith that whatever it is they're doing or talking about, like like the other thing of it is is. This could be these talks that they're having with Jamie Foxx could be along the lines of something like he is signed for another Spider-Man movie that we don't know about that goes back to that original franchise. Mm -hmm. And they might be buying him out of his contract. Like it really could be something that stupid and that simple is like because all the details are the same. They're just weirdly wrong. Like, they're talking to him about Electro. They're talking to him about paying him off so he doesn't have to pay Electro again. You know, like, it's Billy D. Williams all over again. It might be a possibility. Because he was Harvey Dent in the first two Batman movies of Tim Burton's Batman films. Yep. He got paid for two other Batman movies he is not in. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Yeah. All right. But uh, we'll see. It's that's like two to four years off at this point. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how good our productions are. Well, actually, uh, it's not even that far. Away. It's uh, it's uh, it's a 2022 uh, release now. At the current moment, yeah. <laughs> Come on, we're not talking about that. Be positive. Next. Oh, yeah, next. Well, now that you've got to jump back in my list now. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, then we're going right back to what you just said. Okay, all the rest of the Marvel movies got moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. will not be. We will not be seeing Black Widow this year. She's been moved to 2021, uh, May of 2021. Uh, the Eternals has been moved to November of 2021. 
and Shang-Chi has been moved to, to July of 2020. Mm-hmm. So now we'll see Shang-Chi before we'll see Eternals. Kind of makes me think that Shang-Chi might be, uh, at least at this point, isn't like is more standalone than some of the others. Yeah, I think. Or be, maybe it, it's maybe it's closer to completion than Eternals as well. Yeah, but like I mean, like it doesn't have to sit in a particular order for everything else to make sense. No, you know what I mean that that that's kind of what I'm wondering is if like it's not as connected to the well, rest like, of yeah, them, it, and therefore they can kind of they can move that wherever mm-hmm. they need to. Like, like think the first Ant Man movie. Yeah. We're really not connected to anything other than the appearance of of Falcon, right? <laughs> I love that part. And the uh, the robbery at the uh, at the base. <laughs> um, okay, so next after that, we okay. So some Disney Plus news. We've got uh, uh, apparently there's talk of a Samuel L. Jackson led Nick Fury series coming to Disney Plus. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard various rumors about this since it was since the big rumor came out. And one is that it will be Fury and the Agents of Sword because that got set up um, at the end of Ms. Marvel and and, Spider-Man. The, and in Spider-Man and uh, a bit with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well, the end of that show. Yep. So there's rumors that characters from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could appear on this show as well. I don't know. Uh, you know... I, I love Samuel L. Jackson, but he's getting up there in in years. So if you're going to do it, you got to do it fast, right? Yeah. Yep. Is now, Agents the other of, part of go ahead, Jen. Is Agents of Sword like the same thing where they're like? It sounds like you guys tried really hard to make your acronym spell Shield Sword. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's Shield. It's Shield in space. So what does it stand for? Oh, oh you would ask that, wouldn't? Of you? course, I am. I've got three prime nerds right Man, there, and I just saw the. So uh, while Kevin looks it up, uh, the other reason, like I could kind of see that as a possibility, is as we know, uh, while the publishing arm doesn't necessarily copy outright what the movie arm of Marvel is doing, they do try to do things that complement it. And Sword was recently brought back in the pages of X Men. Like it's there. It, is it coincidence? Maybe. But I don't completely buy it. Like yeah. it, it's like it, it, I have a feeling it, the storylines will be completely different. Like I don't think the MCU sword is going to have anything to do with bringing the X Men in. But the fact that sword exists and will probably get its own book again at some point th- that l- leads me to believe that like they they have some sort of movie TV plan for the property. Right. Isn't uh, Captain Marvel affiliated with S.W.O.R.D.? Um, at one point, sort of, and then it became... Isn't that what became Alpha Flight? Alpha Flight, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, but not at the... Not at this moment. In the, in the comics, it's, it's literally uh, the X-Men reviving the station. Oh, S.W.O.R.D. So. stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Department. So the now, department is sentient? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> We've gotten a version of Abigail Brand already, hadn't we? I believe so. I want to say she was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. very briefly, like around the, the time Winter Soldier came out. 
Maybe. But that's dead characters don't need to stay dead. Nope. Comics are weird. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, she's only ever appeared in animation, apparently. Oh, who am I thinking of then? I don't know. I'm not in your brain. Uh, don't want to be. Nope. <laughs> well, you think about that, and I'll go on with the news. Yeah. Um, apparently, so and then following up from our last conversation about Disney and their uh, casting choices from last episode, we've got uh, Disney has cast the role of Kamala Khan, aka Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, with a young actress called Iman, uh, who by the name of Iman Valini. Uh, Valani, Valini, Valani, uh, another Canadian born from right oh, here in Ontario. Sorry? I didn't realize she was Canadian. She is Canadian. I want to say that it was Brampton or Bradford. I read one at one point. Either way, Ontario. She's hey, from Brampton. here in Ontario. Um, yeah. So she will I be hope playing. she's from Brampton. That's where I'm from. Miss uh, Marvel. <laughs> In the upcoming Disney Plus uh, series. So now the only one we're missing a lead for is Moon Knight. Of the announced series that we're supposed to be getting. Yep. Interesting. Uh, and then from what I've heard, you know, there's still the same talk about uh, Captain Miss Marvel that, you know, she is going to be an inhuman. It's going to be, you know, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we see. Uh, a storyline very similar to like the first story arc of her book, um, and then uh, that they're uh, they're setting her up for big things. That they're really she's they're they have plans to get her onto the big screen um, after she's introduced in her series. So they'll mm-hmm. they'll be like it'll give her a, a whole series to be introduced <laughs> so that we all get to know her, and then throw her into like who knows like Young Avengers or Champions or. The Avengers or Captain yeah, Marvel 2. Um, yeah, I was looking at her IMDb page, and this is all that's on it. Yeah, she I've, hasn't done a lot of major things. She was involved with the uh, the TIFF, uh, with TIFF last year, though, or something. I read that she was on some uh, panel or something. Something oh. to do with TIFF and awarding uh, diversity and... So. Oh, yeah, she was part of the Next Wave Committee, a group made up of 12 diverse film-loving students that seeks to highlight underrepresented stories. Yeah, there you go, that's what I saw. Yeah. I'm very excited that is, it's a TV show she's getting. Yep, the Disney yeah, Plus series. Disney yeah. Plus series. I'm really excited that, she's get, that there's going to be a Ms. Marvel uh, show. I've been wanting to read the comic for a bit, but they never have the right volume into the comic store, is what Brent keeps telling me. Um <laughs> so just it's, also, it's also well yeah but I, i've never looked up the problem with ms marvel is the same problem with captain marvel and most of the marvel books now is they restarted it with number ones yeah, so many times. so many times but unlike dc they don't really label the the stupid trade volumes um, yeah so like you know like in not simple ways like you know uh, we get it with other books like Brian Bendis's Daredevil and stuff like that. Yep. Just put Kelly Sue DeConnick's name on the side of the spine, and I know that I've got at least close to the right one. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually, I'd like to read them. 
I've seen Ms. Marvel in uh she she's in the Marvel Rising comic and she's popped up in um well, the Marvel Rising TV show. And she and Squirrel Girl are buddies in that. So I hope that maybe through this Ms. Marvel TV show, maybe I'll get my Squirrel Girl. But if not, I'm happy to get Ms. Marvel because she's awesome, too. I wonder if we'll ever see that leaked pilot for uh, New Warriors. You would think by now we would have seen it. It would have yeah, leaked somewhere. It, like, I'm amazed. Considering all the other out. stuff that's leaked over the years, like that leaked Wonder Woman pilot with the unfinished uh, special effects. And uh, what other? There was another one, another show that we never we thought leaked. Oh, I can't think of it though. <laughs> but uh, that Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman show wasn't got... actually that bad. Pardon? The Wonder Woman show wasn't actually that bad. No, it it fit the times that it came out. Yeah. Like I don't know how well it would do now, but at the time, like it it would have been uh, like very similar in tone, weirdly to Castle. Yeah. Yeah, like kind of humorous, kind of serious, all at the same time. Yep. Uh, uh, next. Do, 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 do. Um, okay, next. Um, okay, so Disney Plus has announced that uh, it will celebrate the month of Halloween with its first ever Hollow Stream. <laughs> it's going to feature a curated collection of Halloween movies and specials. Um, I've got the list if you want me to go through the whole list. Um, I just pick some highlights. Is Hocus Pocus on there? Because I've never Hocus, seen that. Hocus Pocus is on there. I need to Hocus, watch that. Hocus Pocus, Pocus, The Haunted Mansion, uh, multiple different Halloween Town movies, uh, Frank and Weenie, um, Mr. Boogity. Uh, I remember Mr. Boogity scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yep. <laughs> I, might, I might have to sit down and watch that one. Um, but yeah, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas is on there. Uh, so yeah, it, uh, oh, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Ooh. Okay, the Disney Ichabod Crane, that scared the shit out of me when I yeah, was Yeah, that's another one. So, yeah, so it's not a huge list, but, uh, enough to get you through a few nights, uh, between now and Halloween. Woo! Halloween movie marathon! <laughs> Oh, and so my last little bit of like Disney-related news that I have on my list at the moment. Um, so Gary Whitta, he was yep. the writer for he wrote on on he did some episodes of Rebels, and he wrote Rogue One. Yeah, uh, he tweeted out uh, this week. Uh, this was his tweet: "Some news coming from a galaxy far, far away next week. Stay Ooh. tuned." And that was it. So, so now we that- wait. That should appear the week this episode comes yes. out. So this week, when you're listening to this, look for that news. And then point mm-hmm. it out to me. I wonder what it is. I don't know. It could be anything, really. Yeah. It could be I... that long. It could be that next animated series that we've been hearing about that we still haven't seen anything about. Could be the, the Mandalorian trailer. Like another one. Uh... I don't think we'd get another Mandalorian trailer at this point. Because we're at that by by this time that you know by next week it will only be like two weeks, like two weeks away from seeing the Mandalorian. Yeah, true. But you know we do have Mando Mondays with Disney when they're going to be giving, you know revealing new merch and stuff. So who knows? Uh, okay, so now moving into the rest of the world of stuff. 
Uh, next, it has been announced that next season uh, will be the final season for Supergirl. Yep. Another one of the, the big the big Arrowverse shows will, that uh, will be uh, leaving the airways. That one is probably the one I liked the most, but I never really made it past two seasons of any of them. Yeah. I I enjoyed that one. I think it's it's fun. Uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, her on screen chemistry like, between Supergirl and uh, the Flash. Anytime they interact, yeah, is, I loved it. Just, those crossovers. Cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, so another show that I enjoyed last year. I think you watched a few episodes, Brent. Uh, Stumptown. Yes. Also ba- based on a comic series. Mm-hmm. So it had been renewed back in May, uh, but it's been dropped now. Really? Yeah. So I guess, so from what it says, uh, production cost and delays due to COVID-19 and a change in creative direction brought on by a new show, uh, by a new showrunner, um, appear to be the cause. Wow. So that's disappointing because, yeah, uh, that's too bad. Yeah. It was, it was a good show and, uh, the, the cast was really good and it was I wonder nice if they can, sh- if they're allowed to shop it around. I don't know. Oh, that only time will tell there, I guess. Uh, so, uh, oh, net, a, new, ooh, a Netflix series that I know you're looking forward to, Jen, uh, starts shooting in a few weeks. They've announced that Neil Gaiman's Sandman will be shooting in three weeks. Yep. With no casting announcements for it yet, though. No. I did I, I see won't... a headline about that they may have finally cast the lead, but you know, just like weeks before they start shooting. Mm. So... Yeah, it was uh, the actor. It, I saw three rumors pop up today. Uh, the actor for Morpheus, I didn't recognize. Um, it's uh, what was the other one for the Corinthian? Um, it was a Hemsworth. Uh, Liam. Okay. Has been has apparently been attached as the Corinthian, who's one of the the nightmares that escape streams realm while he's uh, incarcerated. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I'm curious. Like I assume they've, they've got it cast this close to production. They're just keeping it very quiet. And the day they start filming, we'll get all the announcements. So here, this next bit, Brent, you're not allowed to play because you already know the answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Jen, here's a little game for you. No. So the way I heard about this news was when I was in the car and listening to the radio and they teased that um, there was a new single released by an Avenger of all people. Um, now, after I found out who it was, I guess you could make the argument that this person's an Avenger. But uh, who do you think, not counting Captain Marvel, because she's already had her own uh, a single back in the day, um, who do you think had a new single released this week. Like a music? Like singing? Music, yes. A new music single. I think they might have a whole... I don't know if he has a... Oop, I, oop, I do. I okay, tea. so it's a guy. Tea. So that... Well, that doesn't really narrow it down. And that only means like two I people. don't know if there's actual vocals in it. Oh, no. there. I, I think there... Oh, is there? It's a and dance you said track. He's, he's kind of an Avenger, but not really? Yeah. Oh, crap. I wouldn't... Agent uh, Coulson... <laughs> I wouldn't classify him as an Avenger, but you, the argument could be made. Luke Cage. Um, no, no. Loki. Nope. 
Although it's kind of surprising. It, maybe I want to say he has put out an album, though. Oh, yeah. I think he'd probably... I don't know. I, have, I haven't listened to the track, so I, have, I can't really judge it. I just... I was surprised when I heard this. I don't know. I am Groot. Oh, really? I don't like him. <laughs> yes, is that who it is? has a new single called I Feel Like I Do. Well, I feel like I don't. <laughs> hmm. But, yeah, I was in the car and they said it was an Avenger. Like, oh, and then later on I heard it was Vin Diesel. And I was like, he's not an Avenger. Groot is a Guardian of the Galaxy. Unless you want to make the argument that at the end of the movie, when he, Captain America says, Avengers assemble and everybody fights, okay, cool. But then that means Howard the Duck's an Avenger. <laughs> all, all the pirates from space are Avengers. Every magical person from the magic people, they're all Avengers too. Every magical person from the magic people. <laughs> well, hey, like Wong said, who else show. do you want? It's going to be Marvel's magical people magic. <laughs> from the magic <laughs> on a magical worldwide tour hmm. <laughs> but yeah so there you go but yeah uh go find it listen to it or don't let us know what you think eh. uh okay oh so suicide squad okay um i just uh pulled up the the vin diesel dance track oh okay um <laughs> Are you gonna play it for us? I, I don't think I can play it for everybody else. Well, you can uh, play it for so us. Here, play it. We'll edit it out, and then we'll t- discuss. No, 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 no. no. It's it, that's too much no, work for me. He's just gonna um, talk about it like like he can listen to like we can listen to it, but we can't. No, no. Um, Send it, it in the chat. It's a it's a dance track. I'm not uh, completely convinced that it's him doing vocals. So there are vocals. There are vocals, yes. Okay. Um it's it like I won't say like I won't go and say like oh this is garbage cuz I I don't I don't think it is. It's just this is not for me. At well, I was going to say you heard it here first. Brent's favorite new song is <laughs> I feel like I do by Vin Diesel. It it's very it's it seems to be a little out of place as well. Like he missed the boat on this song. Like should have came out around the same time the fast first Fast and the Furious movie did because it's like kind of <laughs> dance music of that time. Oh, okay. I like yeah. that it has lyrics. Well, I found the lyric video. I didn't want to. Uh, apparently, he premiered it on the Kelly Clarkson show, which is a yes. thing. Apparently. Apparently. Yes, yeah, it's an Ellen-like talk show on in oh, the that, afternoons. That doesn't surprise me at all. You know what's disappointing talking about talk shows? Is I watched a little bit of the Drew Barrymore show because she had Tom Green on and they apparently haven't talked in like 15 or 18 years, something like <laughs> since they got divorced. Okay. And it's a lot of like I, I was expecting at least stories like they get along well, obviously, like as much as anybody gets along after they're divorced than 20 years later. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like stories or funny things or anything like that. It was very much like, uh, you're great. You know what? You're great, too. Mm. For like 20 minutes. <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, it was like, come on, like just like at least talk about something. <laughs> it's, but it was also like you know, like not in like hippie talk too. Like I honor the fact that we had a decent marriage for two years. <laughs> you know, like it was a lot of like, and I I respect you for what you've done. And like, oh, that's what they I, had to. That's what marriage. I acknowledge the fact that you're alive and breathing. Yeah, <laughs> like they obviously don't hate one another. The the old, but it seemed really kind of impersonal. Were like they doing it, it as a joke? No, as, she has like a talk show on YouTube, and she has guests and stuff. Oh no, it's it's a talk show on television. I saw a commercial. Oh, is for it the on Drew, television? Oh, I, I saw I a commercial saw, for the Drew Barrymore show. Yeah, I guess she must post it on like whole episodes on YouTube. Um, because that's where I saw it. It's like, yeah, it's like at least get like the closest they got to like a kind of a personal anecdote is Tom Green brought up that his parents said hello and like hoped that she was doing well. Mm. And <laughs> that was sort of the, the closest you got. And like not intentional. I, I think it's kind of a good thing, but it just makes it look kind of weird optically is her show is set. So um, there is uh, social distancing. Like, so he's like, like they are, they have, it's only a two chair set. And they are very far apart from one another. Like Awkward. I know, I know the reason why it like it wasn't because they didn't want to be near one another, but it kind of looks like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just the it's just because of how the times are. I'm I'm sure almost positive of it. If you went to any other interview, it would still be the same chair setup. <laughs> Unless that's all the show is is her interviewing her exes. I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> could be that could be an interesting show. Yeah. She should um, have David Letterman on. Your uh your next news topic, Ryan. Okay, yeah, so back to the news. Uh Warner Brothers announced that we're gonna be getting a Suicide Squad spin-off. Even before we even see the movie. Yes. Uh so we don't know if it will be a prequel or a follow-up to the movie, but what we do know is it stars John Cena. As, peace as peacemaker or peacemaker, yeah. peacemaker? I keep calling which is an odd character, an odd, odd person for to be a lead in the show because, well, we we can't see him. <clears throat> uh, are you proud of that one, Ryan? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Um, yeah, uh, apparently James Gunn uh, got very creative during the shutdown, like he had. Kind of nothing to do, nothing to work on. So, because I guess his next project is uh, Guardians Three, and maybe he already has the script for that in the can. So he yeah. he really liked working with John Cena. So they're doing a show together. Uh, and yeah, he has said that this won't delay, won't won't, won't delay Guardians Three. Yep, it, it apparently it fits right nicely in like the the in between schedules. Hmm. And so my last little bit that I've got. Uh, so I guess J.J. Uh, Abrams has uh, some deal with HBO Max. I don't remember if we reported on this before or not. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure you brought it up, actually. Oh, that's what I said. I'm sure I did if, if we talked about it. Um, and apparently one of the part of it was he was going to be working on a Justice League Dark mo uh, movie series. Um, or at the very least, now they're looking at doing several TV shows featuring characters from Justice League Dark. 
Yeah, it's so uh, we may get another. Yes, the Constantine is a Tana. Um, I think there were possibly a few others, but uh, I think they're probably going to you know be one of these things. They'll put they may do the movie first or the you know the team first and then see what they spin out. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. And so that's it for my news. What's everybody else got? Well, I've got sad news on the Disney theme park front. Disney just announced yesterday, as we record this, that they were laying off 28,000 employees. Yeah. That's a lot. That sucks. Yeah. uh, Now, is that across all the theme parks? Just North America? I think it's across all the theme parks. Spread the damage. Uh, the governor of Florida has said, oh, theme parks can return to full capacity. But I think Disney at this point has said, don't be stupid. That's not that's not going to happen. And in California, they're still petitioning the governor to allow them to open. There are there have been no theme parks open at all in California since the lockdown went into effect in March. So so, I mean, as sad as it is, you kind of can't blame disney they've they held out as long as they could i think but yeah twenty eight thousand employees is a big deal yeah and if they are spreading it across a bunch of theme parks like it's still don't get me wrong that's still a lot of people and it still sucks that all these people are losing their jobs especially Mm -hmm. in the climate right now um and especially if some of these jobs are theme park specific Mm-hmm. Because getting another gig in this current climate in the theme park industry is going to be a little bit tough. And I, I know that from personal firsthand knowledge. Mm-hmm. But it's the it, at least it sort of spreads the damage out a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, on the on the uh, plus side, though, they did reopen their. Um, application process for the disney college and disney intern programs so that may be coming back um that's good in a a little bit um other sort of bad news uh destination star trek a big convention that was supposed to happen in england uh specifically london it's been postponed until 2021 and i also have some friends who are trying to convince me to go on star trek the cruise they did cancel their 2021 sailing and they are already booking for Star Trek The Cruise 2022. So. <laughs> well, we'll we'll have a good idea of some of that stuff because uh, the uh, the Chris Jer- Jericho Rock and Wrestling Cruise is still supposed to happen next year. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what changes are made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that's about all I have so for news right now. I had a little bit. Um, that Orion and I talked about. I just want to bring up an image to send you because you okay. know visual well, visual that, messages. I, I did find one more thing that Kevin made okay, me you think go of. Ahead. Um, Disney's D twenty three Expo has been postponed to twenty 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 two now. Right, I did hear that too. Was, yeah, so because that usually happens in odd numbered years, and they decided not to hold it next year. Because right now oh, they really? can't do anything in Anaheim anyway, and they always hold it at the Anaheim Convention Center. So, okay, Where did, okay, here we go. So um, we have heard rumors for 
quite a while now about one Rosario Dawson uh, mm-hmm. being Ahsoka Tano in the Mandalorian season two. No confirmation of it. Um, I don't know. Have they even confirmed she's in the show? I don't, I don't know. know. So um, last week we got a crap ton of reveals from HasbroCon, which was, the, or HasCon or whatever they're calling it, which was Hasbro's basically throwing stuff out there instead of having panels at San Diego Comic-Con. One of the things they showed was uh, there's going to be replica Ahsoka Tano lightsabers in the Black Series so that you can go to Toys R Us or EB Games to buy. But some sharp-eyed person noticed and blew up the image on the side of the box. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So I, I will put the debate to Kevin then. What do you think? I'm just opening this image here. Give me a second. I think I might want those lightsabers. Well, see, here's uh, the thing. Yeah, do, do you know what the price tag is on it, dear? Probably a lot, because everything I want is very expensive. Put it this way. Your chair, the the chair that you like so much? (laughs) That's that's less. Ah, damn it. (laughs) Well, you uh, do get two. Do you, though, in this set? I thought this was only one. I I thought it was, because of the price tag that I've seen attached to it. That's way too expensive for just one. Uh, I haven't seen the price for it though. I, I know saw the... four fifty, four fifty or four ninety. Yeah, if it's that much, then it could be two. I know that they just announced them at uh, uh, for um, they've been made available at uh, what's uh, not the uh, who, who's the the lightsaber dealer in uh, Galaxy's Edge? Oh, um... Kevin. Um. The lightsaber, uh, that is uh, Savi's Workshop. Okay. Is that where you can buy the, like, the old school ones? Not the, not the build one. Uh, yep, I think so. Okay, so now you can go and buy the pair of Ahsoka Tano lightsabers uh, there. And uh, they even had uh, the voice actress uh, do the unveiling. She went and, and, and got it. That's it. Yeah, so there's a picture of her with them online. Um, now I assumed, cause I thought in the pictures we've seen of this, there was only the There's one, only one. And now I'm seeing a price of somewhere around two fifty, which would yeah. be closer. And in the image you just sent us, there's a thing that says it takes three batteries, which would, you would have to mm-hmm. double it for two. Yeah. But, uh, so what do you think, Kevin? Is that Rosario Dawson? Or is it, that somebody at Hasbro making it just look enough like Rosario Dawson because he heard the rumor too and thought it was a good fit? Um, it's a good, it's a good likeness of Rosario Dawson, I think. But yeah, you mean Rosario Dawson still not confirmed as Ahsoka? No. Oh, it, but was. then, but at the same time, nobody who is not on that show that we've heard all these stories about is confirmed. Like they they've been keeping the casting very very quiet and close to the vest. Uh, like the only reason Sasha Banks is confirmed is because she's in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't it's, even know that was hard her to until get around. Yeah, and it's hard to get around that, especially when she has like m- millions of wrestling followers. 
I think it looks like her. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, uh, I'm curious if 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 she's in the show. This is the first piece of merchandise with her face on it. Really? Yeah. So from yeah. I keep there. seeing I keep seeing all kinds of quote unquote news stories coming from this giant freaking robot website, and I don't know how much to believe them. I've never heard of them before. I don't know who they are. What, yeah, where they uh, I haven't from. heard of that one. Yeah, uh, it's uh, I've seen it. Uh, it's I take it all with a grain of salt, unless there's uh, a couple different sources or one that's pretty verified. Yeah, like that stuff that we saw about Jamie Fox is coming out of the Hollywood Reporter, and I mm-hmm. think Variety is also reporting on it. Yeah. They tend to be pretty solid with that sort of stuff. But, yeah. like, there's a couple websites that I'm not even going to name them here that, like, you just see clickbait crap from oh, yeah. all the time. As you say, yeah, I've seen a few of those. And you always, like, you look at it with a grain of salt. You're like, ooh, that's a very interesting rumor or that's a cool story. But until I see it, I won't believe it. Yeah. yeah. Which brings us to the next segment of our show. Anola Holmes, a movie starring Henry Cavell and uh, oh, I feel so bad. What's her name? What's her Millie name? Millie Bobby Brown. That's no. it, Millie Bobby Brown. Well, yeah. she's really the the star of it. I should yeah. say it's not Henry Cavell. Just happens to be in it for mm-hmm. a period of time. Um, it's about the sister of Sherlock Holmes getting into two mysteries. She's trying to find her mom, and also is trying to find out who's killing. The love interest? Question who's, try, who's attempting to kill the young boy that she bef- befriends on the train? The, yeah. the what's his name? The Viscount? Yeah. Viscount Basilworth Thornsbury. He has no name. His name is Viscount. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's the Lord to be. Yeah, but he should have a name like David oh, or know. something. <laughs> So this was also in conjunction with Legendary Pictures. I believe this is a Netflix original. I don't think this was yeah. supposed to be going anywhere else. But uh, oh, okay. yeah. uh, Ryan was the, the person who suggested it. I had completely forgotten this movie was existing. <laughs> um, what did you think of it, Ryan? Uh, I was entertained. Uh, I thought it was, a, you know, I'm always open to, a, you know, to interpretations of, of the Holmes story. Like to me, it doesn't always need to be in that, you know, the old England and, you know, with the, the guy in the, you know, with the hat and the pipe and the drugs and it can, you know, like the, the new modern, uh, Holmes series, you know, those, uh, the, the shows we were getting, those are great. You mean, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's version or elementary? Uh, no, uh, Cumberbatch's version. Yeah. I haven't seen elementary, so I can't, yeah, me neither. Say one way or the other about it, but uh, so to get this one to kind of in you know taking place in the traditional old England, uh, looks like it's more of a you know it, and Holmes is still younger because well it's Henry Cavill and you know all the ladies have their eye candy with him there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not gonna and, lie, and, that's the as soon as you you told me that Brent told me that he was in it, that's when I became interested. <laughs> Uh, but then the fact that it's a uh, being told by you know from a different point of view, it's his, a different sibling. The, we, the his sisters appeared in other stories and other things that I've seen, but never in like this capacity. 
where mm-hmm. she's the the focus. Uh, so I you know, and Millie Bobby Brown's a pretty decent actress. So uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Could it be? Could it have been better? Eh, probably. Uh, are, are we necessarily the target audience? Uh, the argument can be made that we're not. We're, we're kind of old. But, uh, you know, it's on Netflix, so you're already paying for the service. You might as well watch it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I was incorrect. This was originally going to be a theatrical release from Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. Well, they go. sold the rights to uh, Netflix due to COVID-19. Oh. I don't know how well it would do in theaters, though. I guess it would depend what what it's up against. Yeah, I don't know how well it would do in theaters either. Like, I mean, it's, it's a, a good it, it was a good like, movie for kids. I think. Yeah. Like I would it, probably get like a preteen or a tween to to go and see it. Yeah, and and it's perfectly fine for a streaming movie. Mm. Yeah. So Jen, uh, would you like to expand upon your her version of a review for the film? Uh, I, I enjoyed it, honestly. I thought it was very cute. Um, I really liked the female focus. Um, I liked that all the women in the movie were portrayed as uh, very strong and capable, which you don't often get in those type of period. And I was probably not, well, I'm not going to say about historical accuracy, <clears throat> but I liked that. I, I thought she was very good. Uh, and I hadn't really seen her in anything outside of Stranger Things. And I only saw the first season of that. Um so I was like, hey, she's got hair <laughs> and she can talk. Um, so I quite liked her. Uh, I could have used a little bit more Henry Cavell personally, but again, I'm not the target audience. <laughs> uh, I thought that it would be a really good movie for my, my niece who's 10 or turning 10. Uh, so like an early, early teenager type movie. Uh, I could see it would be a fun family movie to take the kids to. Uh, I would recommend it for anybody who, who's got uh, kids who want to go and see it. There's not really a lot of, like, scary parts. Uh, there's nothing know, really... There's no, no language either. There's nothing graphic. No, there's, there's no scary, definitely there's no, no language. Blood. No. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a fantastic family movie. It was very funny and engaging and uh, good plot. The, the, the mysteries, even though there were two of them going on concurrently, they weren't difficult to follow. And I quite enjoyed it. So, yeah, I recommend it. Jen, were you familiar with the books? No, actually, I haven't read any of the books of about Enola Holmes, and now I kind of want to. There's six of them, apparently. Hmm. I didn't even know there were any. It, it mentions it in the credits somewhere. That's oh, the okay. only reason I knew. And the movie, the movie just adapts the first book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I am guessing that Millie Bobby Brown and her family because i saw that brown was another there was another brown a page brown was listed as a uh, another co-executive producer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because millie bobby brown is as well i'm guessing the idea was is this is a franchise that she could own for a certain period like film wise yep and well according to the source of all knowledge wikipedia these were books that Millie Bobby Brown loved and wanted to star in them uh, from a time when she was too young to play um, Enola. So um, that's sweet. I like that. So she, uh, so it was it was Millie Bobby Brown herself that that got these movies sort of put into play. 
Yeah, she was a producer on it. Yeah, yeah that's well, what I was saying. Good. Like, I think the idea was is they, I, I can't guarantee it, but they probably went out, found the property, got got a hold of it, and got Warner Brothers to sign on uh, onto it. Because she's also, she's part of the Warner Brothers family with the uh, the Godzilla movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so the first this book was first published in two thousand and six. So it is pretty, <clears throat> it's a lot older. Mm. But uh, what did you think, Kevin? I quite enjoyed it. I did not love the breaking the fourth wall and speaking to the audience bits, especially when at one point she basically asked the audience for help solving some clue. Mm-hmm. That I didn't care for, but it's. It's a competently made film. It is pretty to look at. Uh, it's got some really great actors in it. I mean, Helena Bonham Carter mm-hmm. and Fiona Shaw, who plays the the headmistress of the of the finishing school. Oh, she was so good. Uh, you know, so I I really quite enjoyed it. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, uh, much more than the last film we sat through <laughs> from a stream <laughs> based on a YA novel. Um, yeah, I I would watch another Enola Holmes film. I thought it was fun and light and uh, a fun sort of mystery. And the fact that we really did not resolve the mother's plot at the end of the film, by the end of the film, leaves it open to sequels. Yeah. I I liked it. I would watch another one, too. Yeah, I, I'm kind of wondering if we'll get another one. It's uh, it, it, will Warner Brothers want to come back to it? Will will Netflix pick it up as a well, series? See, that's, well, that'll be the thing. If it streams a lot, Netflix could decide. Yeah, let's pick another mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, I I thought it was uh, as I said to Jen last night. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Like nothing really kind of struck me about it other than I I think Millie Bobby Brown is a great actress. I think she if she gets the right parts and works at it like somebody on her team is obviously smart. Yeah. And in and I'm hoping she is too and between those two things she could have a really good career. Um I liked Henry Cavell as uh Sherlock I didn't particularly like how Mycroft was portrayed. I uh, I always kind of picture him more as a uh, how how to put it. He's a dick, but only because he has to put up with his brother's bullshit. <laughs> well, in this case, he was a dick because he had to put up with his entire family's bullshit. His mother yeah, guess, and his brother but, and his sister. But I yeah. kind of got the feeling the way he was portrayed in this is he would have been an asshole no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in the other times, it's like he's a reactionary asshole. He's only an <laughs> asshole because of what's going on around him. Um, but the this movie was also filled with character actors that like I like from other things. Like the, yeah. uh, the guy from Torchwood. Oh yeah, oh, yes. Burn Gorham. Yeah, who is also in uh, Pacific Rim and uh, uh, Man in High Castle. He was in a couple episodes of that too. What did I just see him in recently? There was something else that I just saw him in too. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, he's one of those guys who he will probably get constant work just due to his appearance. 
<laughs> oh yeah, he looks like a British bad guy, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Or um, a goofy scientist, apparently. The other thing that I found is like unjustly, I kept trying to compare it to Young Sherlock Holmes, the movie from mm-hmm. the eighties, which in my mind is really good and filled with action oh. and stuff like that. But like, I I haven't seen it in twenty years, so I could be completely wrong. And of course, the thing that I should have it should have been right there because it's one of my favorite shows of the last few years is The Expanse. Burn Gorham was on the entire last season of The Expanse. Oh right. I saw that in the his IMDb. Now yes. the other thing that came for some reason this popped in my mind while we were watching it. So uh, I am on record. I like Henry Cavall as Superman. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good Superman. I think he's a pretty good Superman. I like him in but, everything, though. Now let me throw this fantasy casting at you. Henry Cavall, Captain Britain. Yes. Ooh. He's got the right shape. He wouldn't have the fake an accent. It's like to me, he would be perfect for that part. Yeah. And for some reason, it was after seeing this. I'm like, why? Why? Why not? Why not? Let's get that. Well, the old video, the rumors of him, they, people want him to be cast as the next Bond. Yeah, which uh, which is sort of a Captain Britain in a weird way, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> um, that would so, that would be a tough one. Would I watch him if he was Bond, even though I really don't like Bond? Ugh. Maybe. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but overall, kind of like Jen said, I, is like this. This isn't a movie that's made for me, and I think it's it's good that this movie's out there. I, I really hope that my nieces get to see it. To me, it feels like a movie that when I was a kid and we had to go to town and rent a VCR and your parents picked out a couple of movies to rent for you while you were renting a VCR as well, this would be the kind of movie that your parents would pick for you. Does that make sense? Yes, I can understand it. (laughs) You had to rent a VCR? Oh, back in the day, there was a March break where that's what we did. We rented a VCR and watched movies all week. Wow, yes. I didn't know that you could rent them. I remember renting like a N64, but I never yeah, the, rented... <laughs> the same place where you would rent the movies would often rent a VCR as well. Oh. Well, at least out here in the sticks. Yeah, I didn't grow up in the sticks, sorry. <laughs> oh, you were a rich person who always had a VCR. Is that the case, Jen? Yep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So overall, a uh, decent recommendation. Just don't go in like... With the the mindset that this is a movie for adults. Yeah. So here's a little side bit of news to go along with this movie, though. So Arthur Conan Doyle's estate is suing Netflix uh, for giving Sherlock Holmes too many feelings. Yeah, I saw that, too. Because apparently, so yes. Because he was affectionate towards his sister slightly. Well, yes. And then because, so Sherlock Holmes as he's portrayed, I guess, in the very early stories, is a public domain character now. Yes. But where he has, I guess, when when he, later, you know, as over time, he evolves and begins to respect women and actually, you know, have a heart. So the, 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 the Conan Doyle estate is, I guess, their argument is that the version of Holmes that's being portrayed in the movie is the version that still falls under their copyright. Oh. Nah. Yeah. 
Ugh, that's splitting hairs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to see more of that coming up. Like, I can guarantee you, if by some act of God, Disney's copyright start to go public domain, this well, is a this very, is, very big if. Isn't Steamboat the the Steamboat Willie cartoon? Isn't well, it? Uh, yeah, but to... Mickey Mouse should be public domain. Should have been public domain. I want to say twenty years ago. Well, yeah. Well, at least, but that's where it falls. It's like it's it would be that version of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, that's which what is nowhere will, the same. Well, you know, it's not the same as the Mickey Mouse we have today. And that's what they will argue that like that's that's going to be their argument. Although their argument is that it's the same one and the same, so that way they yeah. can keep it. But it's it's public domain is one of those things that like and especially when you get to like around the world public domain where it yeah. does and does not exist. Like it's like Conan is not public domain in North America, but he is public domain in like parts of Europe. Mm. Uh James Bond, like the first book and first version of James Bond is public domain in Canada, but not the United States. Hmm. <laughs> and even then, like you have to follow the rules of what falls into that, right? Yeah. It's it's tricky business. Oh yeah. I I see that being something that's settled out of court. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It won't it won't go to it trial. It won't even get to trial. No. Nah, there'll be some money exchanged. People will be like, okay, fine. Scratch our back, you scratch yours. Yeah. The Conan Doyle estate gets a piece of the pie of the, the the movies going forward or something like that, right? They become executive producers or something like that. And I wonder if they are going to make a sequel. I hope they do, but I wonder if they are. Because yeah. it's kind of, I don't know how easy it is for them to judge how well a movie does on streaming. Like, do they have stats? They oh, get they stats, will. and it's more, it, what they look for more than anything else is the jump in subscribers. Yeah, see, I like don't people really who are subscribing to the service to watch it. I don't really see people subscribing to the service specifically for that movie. Eh, it's I don't it's what would have been better for them probably is if they had gotten it out before school. Yeah, like if they had gotten it out two months ago. That would have been something that parents would have subscribed back to Netflix for in order to put a movie on in front of their kids. Possibly, yeah. But we'll see. We will see. Which brings us to the end of the show and Geek Fix. Geek Fix. I don't have a geek pick. Who oh, wants no. to go first? Apparently Obviously not, not Jen. Jen. I will go. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'm uh, browsing through my subscription services the other day and I'm browsing through Disney Plus and I come across a new... TV series that is it's weird because it sort of straddles the line between their Disney section and their National Geographic section and that's a new show called The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom it is basically an animal documentary about the veterinarians and vet techs who work to take care of all the animals at the theme park so you get to see all behind the scenes you get to see all behind the scenes of the park and how they take care of the animals. The first episode, they give a giraffe a toenail trim. 
and they discover that their largest elephant has a hole in the top of his mouth and they don't know why. And so oh. it's they and they use a GoPro on a stick to stick a camera in his mouth so they could get a good look at inside this elephant's mouth. At it's least really, it was in his mouth. It's really quite interesting. And uh, Animal Kingdom is one of my favorite parks and it's just really cool to um to get a little glimpse behind the scenes so that's <laughs> called the magic of disney's animal kingdom on disney plus nice next uh okay i'll go next so a uh, show that i've been watching for a few years and it might have even been a pick of mine before um aired its final episode this week uh the 100 Mm. Oh, oh Karina's uh, been watching that. She really it, enjoys it. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a very interesting show from start to finish. Like it had seven seasons. It just finished with its uh, season seven uh, with its sixteenth episode, so it didn't get a full like twenty twenty two episodes a season. But uh, it ended it ended uh, you know pretty pretty satisfactory. Uh, what. If you watch the first episode and then watch the last episode, you have no idea how we got from one to the other. Because <laughs> mm. there's been some real big, you know, some 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 weird stuff that happens over the seven seasons of this show. But uh, if you're looking for a you know for a decent sci-fi, yeah, it was it uh, it was a CW show, so you you get a bit of that in there. Um, and you know, the whole premise of the 100, it starts off with, uh, uh, earth has been, was uninhabitable. There was a nuclear war or nuclear Holocaust. And the only survivors are the humans that were living on the different international space stations, uh, in orbit around earth. And they merged their stations into one to survive. And it's been years and, they're they're slowly running out of supplies on this on the station, so they decide to test to see if the Earth is livable by jettisoning by uh, well jettisoning uh, one hundred children and sending them down to Earth to see if they if they'll be able to survive or not. Hmm. Uh, now, most of these uh, at the time, all these children were as in jail with air quotes for one reason or another. Would be it uh, you know they had strict rules of uh, you know, birth and, you know, population control and things like that. If you ever did, if you did anything to jeopardize the well-being of the space station and all that kind of stuff. But so they get sent down and so it's very Lords of the Flies to start with. Because mm-hmm. you just got a bunch of teenagers left alone on on Earth in the forest trying to figure out how to survive and who's in charge and there's no adults around and so it's and you know yes it evolves over time and new characters come in and out and yeah it's totally worth a watch it's decent sci-fi uh and yeah now it's finished so you can start it it's on netflix you can start with season one and binge your way through all the way to uh season seven yeah i think i watched the first season and maybe it's half of the second season um yeah it was pretty good I, I just didn't really get into it. But, yeah. Like I said, Karina was watching it, and she really loves it, and she was kind of ha- sad to see it end. Jen, what's your geek pick for this week? Um, well, considering that my life has basically just been working at the computer because I don't go out anymore because of stupid COVID, uh, we started rewatching Castle. Um, 
that's my lunchtime show because I'm working from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, it's on Amazon Prime. And I'm like, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've never seen the entire show from start to finish. So I'm like, let's see how far into the eight seasons we can get before I have to go back to work. <laughs> so uh, we just, we finished season one because it's a short season. And I think I'd seen all of that one. And I just, I'd forgotten how fun the show is. Uh, I love Nathan Fillion. And I love, he, he's, he's so humorous. Like he's, he brings a kind of levity to a, like a CSI type show that makes the seriousness of it a lot better and a lot more palatable for me because I find like a lot of the CSI and criminal minds shows kind of like, uh, a little bit, um, too dark sometimes. And like, I can't, I can only watch maybe one and then I'm like, I can't do it anymore so i really like how that castle has that comedic and you get you know his family side and he's a writer and you know there's all the funniness that comes with it so yeah uh if you've got amazon prime and you got time to kill because you're working from home or you just have time to kill try um watching castle again how does that series finish i don't know and don't tell me because i'm okay (laughs) yeah we're we're only on like season two oh i thought you'd already seen it i think you said you were re-watching well, well, we've I've seen, seen like up to season five, I think. Oh, okay. But I don't think I've seen like every single episode. Like I, I think I've seen like a couple episodes here and there. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah, so I've I've watched a bunch of that as well, and but I don't, and I know I was I was watching it for the last couple seasons, but I don't remember what happened in the final season, like how it ended, or if we actually got a final season or not, or if it was just one of these. They never I really... know the show ended yeah. semi prematurely because they wanted to cut the budget back, so they didn't bring one of the main actors back, and then well, it just the, kind of all the, fell apart before it even the, built. Uh, the actress, yeah, the, they the, didn't the want to pay her salary. Yeah, she she didn't really? sign back on or something. Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying is the last season is going to suck, and this is a big waste of time. Thanks, Ryan. No, I think there's, <laughs> I, well, the last season. I don't think they well they didn't do a last season. Like, there was a last season, but then they the one where you know they were gonna do one to you know to wrap everything up, but they didn't uh, bring sign her on. So like Nathan Fillion was like, well no, I we can't do it without her, and that was it. So yeah, I don't know. We'll get there eventually. I also don't remember how Bones ended either. So <laughs> yeah, I know I kind of fell off the wagon with Bones. I was like yeah. really gung ho into Bones for a while. And then I stopped watching it, and Brent kept watching the rest of it, and told me. I don't what think happened. I made it to the end, though. No. I think I checked out like second last season. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's just some shows where you're just like, eh, I'm done with this now. Mm-hmm. You get to like, it's, there's season thirteen of Bones, and you're like, oh, really? Or like, how far did we get into Supernatural? We got up to like season, season eight, eight or nine, and then we're like, oh my god, it still goes. Yeah, well, so that was actually so there. Well, uh, another week or two, uh, we will, we'll be getting the last uh, seven episodes because we never did. Get, I think it's the last seven episodes, seven. But uh, yeah, we they were supposed to end, and then COVID hit, and so they didn't get a chance to finish. So they're the last few episodes will be starting to air uh, in the next coming weeks. So I, can I guess it's watching my that turn. first one. Oh, go for it, Brent. <laughs> um, mine's going to be a little bit of a weird pick. But uh, I came across it one night when I couldn't sleep, and uh, it ended up being pretty fascinating. It is a documentary called Kitty 
that is on the metal band Kitty from, uh, I think their first release was 2000. Um, it was a fascinating documentary because they are, they were an all female metal band that came out of London, Ontario, and they were all like 16, 17 when their first album hit. And it's the documentary is fascinating. Like I was never a big fan of the band. They had one or two songs that I liked. And now I kind of want to dig into their discography because it was like, I didn't realize they had had a whole bunch of albums after that, that had done fairly well, at least when it came to metal. But it was also seeing the, the like how these relationships changed and evolved because all these girls started in this band when they were 16. Like it's a pair of sisters and a couple of their friends. And then like how other members came in and came out and just like how like they uh, as they evolved as people, they realized that like they didn't deal with certain things the right way because they were teenagers and didn't know how to emotionally handle it. Like their original bass guitarist just like the minute they started doing signings, she freaked out. Like she just like she didn't really ever expect to do that because she was 17 from like London, Ontario. Aww. And there are like all these guys and girls like lined up to get her autograph. And she like it just like and she quit and she didn't or couldn't articulate at the time why she had to leave the band. Like that's the stuff in the documentary that I found absolutely fascinating. So it's on uh, Amazon Prime right now. So it's it's an interesting look. It's a couple of years old, so some of the information is now a little bit out of date. But poor kid, that's got to be hard. Yeah, it's like and and all of it too, and them navigating the record industry, especially during that point. Like because they were their first album did really really well that would have been at like just before Napster started hitting mm. like just around that time so like if you look at like their sales charts I'm betting their second album or third album is where you see like a huge drop off because of downloading Aww. yeah but it, it's a fascinating documentary and I, I recommend it like even if you're not into metal it's it's still kind of interesting to watch and that's it for this episode of True North Nerds. Next episode, um, we're not going to guarantee it, but it looks like we're going to be doing something Star Trek-y. Yay! Because we're <laughs> going to we have some details to work out, but it, it, depending on the timing of stuff, it's it's going to be very Star Trek heavy next episode. So stay tuned for that. And uh, for Kevin, Jen, and Ryan, this is Brent. Hope you're all doing well, and I hope you're all safe. Have a good one. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.